Ernest, what's up? Y'all know I'm big on doing your research, sharing your research, and giving credit to where you found the research. But I always get asked the same question. Where do I start with the research? And the answer is easy. It's our sponsor, Yahoo Finance. Whether I'm tracking the daily movement of my favorite companies, doing technical analysis with their easy-to-use charting platform, or checking balance sheets, Yahoo Finance makes something very complex simplified. For more than 25 years, Yahoo Finance has been the brand behind every great investor. Whether you're a seasoned investor or you're looking for extra guidance, Yahoo Finance gives you all the tools and data you need in one place. They're the number one finance destination producing a holistic look at the financial news cycle, including breaking news, original editorial perspectives, analyst ratings, independent research, customizable charts, and so much more. You could actually securely link your brokerage accounts for a unified view of your wealth, including your 401k and other investments. A comprehensive perspective is what sets apart great investors. And it's how Yahoo Finance ensures you have the insight to look at your wealth in its entirety. With a community of over 90 million users each month, their real strength is helping you on your way to financial success. For comprehensive financial news and analysis, visit the brand behind every great investor, yahoofinance.com. The number one financial destination. That's yahoofinance.com. You heard me, yahoofinance.com. Don't wait, don't hesitate. I use it. You should go over and start using it now. The future is a hefty responsibility and not one that we take lightly. But then taking things lightly has never been what hefty is about. That's why we've created the Hefty Renew program that turns hard to recycle plastics into valuable resources like park benches and building materials. To participate, simply fill up an orange Hefty Renew bag with accepted items, tie it up, and drop it in with your regular recycling. That's it. It's that easy. It's time to rethink recycling with Renew. Particular valued resources may vary by geography. More info available at heftyrenew.com. So now we're going to go into what you guys actually are on TV for um, as far as, you know, fixing up homes and flipping homes in Chicago specifically, in Southside Chicago, right? That's the area you focus yeah, on? Southside. All right. Mm-hmm. So, um, okay. So what's the real estate opportunities? Because in Chicago, we're in Chicago, so I think it's important to talk about, highlight mm-hmm. that. Um, yeah. Before we start anything, what's, how is the, what's Chicago real estate look like and what's the real estate opportunities in Chicago? There are a lot of opportunities in Chicago. Man, we have one of the hottest... Uh, markets in the country right the question is you know it's just how are you starting i mean if if you do have your um your your credit and your and your, and your money saved up you know what i'm saying as a first-time home buyer this there's an enormous amount of opportunities and we advise people that are starting off to go for cash flow go mm-hmm. get that three or four unit uh, property or go get a two or three k renovation loan or some kind of fannie mae uh, uh, construction loan so that you can get a properties below market value because there's Thousands. Mm. Of pro- I'm not talking about hundreds of properties. There's thousands of properties in the Chicagoland area. Mm-hmm. Yes, that you can get below market value and renovate, and then turn that into a cash flowing uh, property or um, a property that you live in for a couple of years. You know, people talking about house hacking now. Mm-hmm. You know, living for a couple of years and then you know sell it after two years, and now you got this check, and now you got capital to start a business or get another property or do multiple things. So when you say below market value, like. What are we talking about as far as numbers? Like some, okay. what's, what's an example of like a home that you just recently flipped or something that you could okay. like expect? Like, okay, this is something that is typical. Man, tell them about the one, um, okay. the Bronzeville house. You want to talk about Bronzeville? Yeah, oh, yeah. you said the last property. Oh, yeah. oh, oh no, it doesn't have to be the last one. It could, it could be what anyone. Okay, well, yeah. all right. So yeah. I, I, 
well, I do use this example um, a lot. So, yeah. um, so I got a three thousand square foot graystone um, single family home. What's in, the, what graystone? Graystone. What is that? It's like a brownstone. Okay, a brownstone. Okay, okay. Okay, okay. Because okay. they, they, they great. All right. All right. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's it. right. So I got a three thousand square foot graystone in Bronzeville, which is a neighborhood on the south side. Um, got that for two hundred thousand. Um, got it below market value because um, the recession was going on and. Um, the guy was trying to sell it because he was in pre foreclosure. So got it for two hundred thousand, and I'd use a two hundred three k renovation loan for that property. So mm-hmm. that allowed me to have the money to purchase the property for two hundred thousand, and I also rolled in thirty thousand in renovation. Now this property didn't require a gut rehab. I mean thirty thousand. I, I did a couple of the bathrooms, um, redid the porch and and the kitchen, and that's what I initially did. Made all of those things look brand new. Didn't touch any of the drywall throughout the house, none of that uh, type of stuff. This, right. is not, this is not a fixer up. So this, nah. yeah. yeah. So th- this was just updating kitchen. Okay. A great yeah. opportunity. And yeah. you only put yeah. three three percent down. Three and a half percent. So I came to that closing um, with seventy seven hundred dollars. So seven thousand seven hundred dollars. And the reason why is because it, I, I couldn't negotiate because it was the bank and it was a foreclosure. I want to. Uh, not. I want to. I want that to go with people's heads because we talked about two or three k loan actually um, with Jay Morrison, but right. we didn't go through a real world example. So this is good. So you got a two hundred thousand dollar property, mm-hmm. and then you had thirty thousand for renovation costs. Right. right. So it's two hundred and thirty thousand. Was the full loan? The two hundred three k loan allows you to put three to three point five percent down. Right. But the the thirty k gets wrapped into the mortgage. Right. So. Right. 3% of 230 is like 7,000. Well, seven, yeah, 7, 7, 5 000. or something like that. So mm-hmm. you got the renovation and the home for not including closing costs, but $7,000 is how much the down payment was. Right. Then with closing costs, how much was it with closing costs? I mean, I came to closing to- total all in for 7,700. How? Um, Did you roll that into the mortgage? Yeah, because it was all rolled in. Okay, right. you rolled it into so, the mortgage. So, all right, that's good to know. I actually, uh, uh, actually rolled in. Um, Three of the first month's um, payments into the into the loan also, so I didn't have to make my first payment until I was actually moving into the property, which was ninety days later. That's because you were, there was going you were updating the bathrooms, right? Or, because okay. all the updates, updates and the renovations. Okay. okay, I'm sorry, I cut you off. So all right, right. so now speed it up. So all right, you got the property for seventy seven hundred. Right. Now you have it. Now what? Now, now I have it. Renovation needed to start just about immediately. Mm-hmm. So yeah. um, in that process, I had already um, got uh, three different contractors to give scope of work mm-hmm. um, so that I can decide which one I wanted to work with as far as, um, you know, just completing the work and how much the, the materials would cost and, and, and things like that. And, and you make the contractors very honest when they know that they're, they're one of three. And they're competing. What's, what was that process like dealing with contractors? Because a lot of times people go into these deals and they say that's the toughest part is right. dealing well, with contractors. Mm-hmm. I, we we always push doing these um, these two or three k renovation loans um, because when you do a renovation loan, there is an inspector who comes behind the contractors on each draw or phase mm-hmm. of the of the project. Mm-hmm. The money comes uh, each draw. Let's say thirty thousand, you get ten thousand three times. Mm-hmm. The money comes to the homeowner that ten thousand dollars to pay the contractor. The contractor for the first draw has to do that ten thousand dollars worth of work out of his own pocket. Okay. The contractor has to put his own money up okay. and has an inspector who comes to make sure that he's done the work up to code before the money is released to, to the homeowner to give to them for the next phase. So they don't right. make their profit until they finish all of the work because they had to go to do the first phase out of pocket. So now the homeowner is protected. So now there's no contractor getting over on you or trying to convince you that the, the work is good enough. Yeah. 
Did, uh, quick question now, because I'm thinking like you guys are firefighters, and obviously you guys must know code, right? Did that? Did your experience as being firefighters help you during that process? Yes, because I mean, mm-hmm. well, as firefighters too, I mean, we learn we learn about building um, construction, and we see a whole lot because we, in the process of being a firefighter, you, you see houses that are like burned yeah. down and destroyed, so you see everything. And, and we tear out a lot of walls and ceilings mm-hmm. and things like that, so we're right. kind of on the other side of it. Yeah, and then we yeah. also work with a, a lot of firefighters that happen to be in the trades, so mm-hmm. we, you know, you learn a lot through that process also. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, the thing is, it removed all the fear because you actually had this, this inspector who comes and, and makes sure that the work is done complete. Right. So, all right, so, okay, so now you, you, you started the... Um, bringing the contractors in mm-hmm. what's the next steps after that like how long did it take to fully renovate it when were you able to get tenants in like what's the deal well well this was a single family home so i wasn't i didn't have to deal with tenants but okay. i had 90 days to get the to get the work done and actually it got done in a shorter period than that i think we were done in like you know uh, 65 70 days or whatever so by the time mm-hmm. i had to make my first payment mortgage payment i was able to move in move my furniture in and, and start so you, you was living there yeah i lived there okay yeah. how long did you live there um i was there for three a little about three and a half years my intention was to be there for two years because i knew that um, you know, after two years, I would be able to sell the property, no capital gains, uh, and also I knew that my credit would go back up because I did short. I did a short sale. See, we mm-hmm. didn't include that. The condo that I had, I did a short sale on that. After two years, my credit went back up, and it coincided mm-hmm. with my ability to sell this property uh, with no capital gains. Mm-hmm. Now I was enjoying myself so much that I actually ended up <laughs> staying for a little bit longer than I Man, anticipated. We had so many poetry sets. <laughs> and- Toga parties and so you guys were both shrimp boils. <laughs> you so, guys are both living in the property. No, 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 oh, okay. no, no, no. no. So can you talk about that capital gains? You said that two years you allowed you not to pay capital gains. Right. So you, you had to be that? there twenty four months. That's the rule. What is capital gains? Capital capital gains is the profit that you make on a property. The difference between how much you pay for it and how much you actually sold the property for. So the profit mm-hmm. is the capital gain, and so the tax on the capital gain happens on properties that are not your primary residence or you haven't lived in as your primary residence for at least twenty four months. So mm-hmm. that's why I knew I needed to be there for at least twenty four months in order to be able to uh, collect those capital gains, which in this instance was eighty thousand dollars cash and then be able to then have the capital to move on to buy a multi-unit property and then start flipping homes and then partnering with my brother um to really you know start to do more than we had ever anticipated so if if you don't live in a property for more than a year and you sell it but you you use their proceeds to buy another home do you still have to pay capital gains you know you can do um what they call a 1035 yeah yeah. 1030 exchange yeah oh he knew you already knew what you wanted But there's different ways to slice it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I answer my own question. <laughs> All right. So okay. That, and the so, whole time that he was doing that, mind you, I, I'm I'm also buying multi-unit buildings while he's doing that. Right. So by the time he sold that property three and a half years later, I already had two three-unit buildings that mm-hmm. are cash flowing. And so it's like the two of us are like one like one person, right? Because. I'm implying one strategy. Yeah. And when his condo went from worth of one fifty to being upside down to thirty thousand, I looked at that. I was like, I ain't never buying a condo. In fact, I ain't buying a house neither. You know, I'm going straight for the multi-unit yeah. uh, apartment buildings. Thanks for making that mistake, bro. Yeah. yeah <laughs> thanks. Like, you know, somebody, somebody has to jump out there first. And yeah, 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 yeah. Bus open. But right. the thing is, what we did learn though. Is we learned mm-hmm. about the power of cash flow, mm-hmm. and we learned about the power of buying properties below market value, and and, and being able to get that cash and that leverage for right. us to then be able to go. Now, now I got this lump sum of money, mm-hmm. and now it's like okay, now let me, let's buy another multi-unit property, 
so we for, for cash flow now let's go um you know we went hard money you know did a flip that way mm-hmm. and, yeah. then, and then you know from there now the wheels are turning now you got the next deal and the next deal more confidence right more confidence right things you know things go wrong and and those when you get burned when you touch that stove you don't ever touch it again mm-hmm. so like you know different things that we learned about how we deal with contracts and stuff like that you know everything didn't just you know shoot perfectly but it still was you know enabled us to make it to the point where we ended up on tv how did you uh, how much did you sell that property for um i ended up selling that property for 315 315 well well, you want to give the exact three thousand three hundred and sixteen thousand and five hundred or whatever it was but yeah in two years you held it for two years uh three not bad. So, not bad, so, right. so it's one hundred and sixteen thousand dollars profit that you made right. for three years, and you got it for seventy seven hundred dollars. How much was your monthly mortgage? Um, my monthly mortgage was like uh, I think it was like fourteen hundred. That's powerful. That's yeah, actually yeah. really powerful yeah. because, especially in New York, we're paying rent for. Nineteen hundred, twenty one hundred, twenty two hundred dollars a month. Where, rent. where, where's that at? And it's like <laughs> right. <laughs> what? The twenty twenty one. It's that. It's way one bedroom. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, yeah. not three thousand square feet. No, no way. <laughs> Maybe so you saying it, it wasn't no, no. three bedrooms and four bathrooms? No, no. Maybe no. nine hundred square feet. No, man, seven seven hundred square feet. One man. bedroom, one that, bathroom. That's rough, man. Welcome and you got to pay York. for parking. Yeah. Um, so you got a you got a, a, a property for seven thousand dollars. Paying right. under two thousand dollars a month, and mm-hmm. you held it for a couple of years and made a hundred and some odd thousand dollar profit. I say that to say a lot of times people don't fully understand how attainable buying a home really is. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You can it's different programs it and there's different ways. You have to educate yourself. That's one of the reasons of the podcast. But it's not it's not as far fetched as it may seem. Yeah. No, it's not. I think I mean people. I think people live in fear, right? Because they've never seen it. Like we, like I said earlier, it's like. Mm-hmm. We're first generation, so like we don't know what we don't know. Like people right. don't know that you, these 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 uh, opportunities are out there. of being upsold at gyms my guy you're currently a base member for 90 dollars more i can upgrade you to our shred membership for 130 more you'll be a swole member and for just 300 more you'll reach sweat platinum at planet fitness you'll get energy without the upsell never pushy always free fitness training and equipment for every workout it's fitness that fits your budget join planet fitness for just one dollar down and ten dollars a month cancel anytime deal ends friday may 10th see home club for details